Hello people and welcome to episode 7. This is the first episode of 2019. Thank you very much for joining me. I hope you've all had a splendid festive Christmassy time and a wonderful new year. And welcome back to the world of podcasting and specifically the When in Yorkshire podcast. Um, it's, it's brilliant. I've got so many people that are getting in touch, letting me know about the episodes. So thank you very, very much to everyone who does. It's nice to know that people actually listen. Um, and also nice to get comments from people and not just see figures on my analytics and such. So thank you very much. So this week's episode is with Roger Lima of Less Than Jake. Um, he's bass player and also... He is the, I believe, founding member um, and main songwriter for Rehasher, who are also fantastic. And if you've not heard of them um, and are a fan of Less Than Jake or a fan of pop punk, skate punk, that sort of thing, then check them out. They're absolutely fantastic. They just completed their first UK tour um, with local Yorkshire legends, um, Eat the Feet. So, yeah, check them out as well. Well worth a listen. Um, so yeah, this one was was brilliant. It was great to to meet up with Roger. Um, he was very kind and invited me onto the the Less Than Jake bus whilst they were killing time, I guess, between soundcheck and and the fantastic show. Um, good to go to Leeds University Union and and catch up with them there. Um, Roger, for those who don't know, uh, is is a massive fan of Pez as well so we have a bit of a chat about that and he enlightens me in the the ways of Pokemon Go which I only have experience of through my my daughter so it was nice to have a chat with him about those and we chat a lot about his experiences growing up how he got into music um, and a whole load of other stuff but I won't give away too many secrets I'll uh, just let you jump in on that one so here it is episode seven with Roger Lima Cool. So I'm when I'm looking at my phone, it's because I'm bored. Yeah, yeah, I've just got a few questions on here, if that's okay. You're just checking your Instagram, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you carry on, I'll just do this. Um, <laughs> so I'm here with uh, Roger Lima. Have I said that right? You did. Yeah, excellent. So uh, bassist for Less Than Jake. This is true. We're in Leeds. We sure are. Um, so welcome to Yorkshire. Cheers, mate. Yeah, it's uh, been great. Excellent. So you're yeah. here as a... a co-headline tour is that is that fair yeah that's with what they're calling fish? it excellent with uh with your I, i'm gonna assume your buddy's real big fish absolutely man yeah we've done lots of shows together and we always find a way to have a good time yeah it's, it seems like yeah uh every few years you have another tour with them so hopefully they you have a good time with them otherwise <laughs> be yeah a bit weird yeah to totally do. it's just a just a interesting combination where you know it seems like we do a show with them extra people show up right <laughs> just happens like one plus so one is just like two and a half nice it's so awesome. it's not not just about the friendship it's, it's about the cold hard numbers <laughs> <laughs> it's it, uh the shows are always everyone's always happy about it you know yeah and we have fun and we get along so there's no reason not to do it no absolutely and then i mean you guys have been going for quite a while now i know back in i don't know, I don't know i'm gonna say i'm gonna say early 2000s i was probably when i first came across you and um, with some friends and we were making some horrific noises. We're, we're in a band um, of <laughs> sorts, and uh, and Johnny Quest sort of was one of the the mainstays of our of our set. That the our our friends absolutely loved it. Um, awesome. I'm sure we murdered it. I, I'm certain, but the energy and the intent was there. Do you know what I mean? 
Absolutely. That, that song could be murdered pretty good. It, yeah. It'll still survive some murdering. Yeah, in, t- in terms of, in terms of like, out of ten of it being murdered, I think seven and a half <laughs> was it. I th- I'm pretty sure that yeah. we once played it and our, and, um, our saxophonist couldn't make it, so we had somebody on a kazoo. Oh, there you uh, go. It may have been it may have been Alan here wow. on, on a kazoo. That's excellent. Um, so yeah, we got creative with it. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's just a weird thing to think about people covering songs that yeah. we wrote or whatever. It's just weird. Is that weird for you? It's still it, it will yeah. always be because you know you think about the stuff that I wanted to cover when I was starting in bands and learning yeah. how to play, and then you, this becomes these iconic things, and then like. No, like we're that to people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> without weird. without a doubt, like it's crazy. In the we we sort of grew up and I grew up in a, a small seaside town in the north of England, um, and nobody nobody ever visited there at all to play because there wasn't a venue. So our gigs consisted of us stealing our school's PA, finding a pub that would allow us to be in there underage, um, and then setting up as loud instruments as we could, yeah. and then like I say, murdering some songs. You do what you gotta do. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, I'm pretty sure all of the ska bands covered some less than Jake at some point. <laughs> Funny, I didn't see any royalty checks from any of those live performances. It didn't happen. I'm I'm mistaken. <laughs> sorry. <It's laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, so, in in terms of, I think let's take it back to the beginning. Like, um, what what sort of music did you grow up with? Not necessarily, you know, what what you listen to now, but what as a uh, kid. Yeah, I don't. You know, I was pretty lucky. Um, my uncle was in a band in the late 70s, and my mom listened to a lot of, like, you know, rock and, like, heavy metal type stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I I got into, like, um, stuff like ACDC and, you know, Iron Maiden and Black Sabbath. And I was exposed to all that stuff when I was really little. That's brilliant. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think uh, I, uh, you know, I was just exposed to music a lot you know yeah. i took piano lessons and i uh you know i sang in church and things like that so yeah. i was just kind of like it was, it was always around when i was a kid yeah. yeah and in terms of like did you have music in the car as a kid that your parents would put on yeah it, it was mostly you know the stuff that was on the radio in the early 80s like the the popular stuff you know yeah, yeah. Uh, my mom kind of kept up with stuff yeah yeah a little bit, but it's even like the kind of like cheesy '80s stuff, you know. I definitely would listen to all that, and and the oldies station a lot too. So, yeah. um, a lot. So of, I like a 50s. lot of oldies and '50s and Beatles and stuff like that. Yeah, nice. Um, so in in terms of what inspired you to like pick up an instrument? Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Um, well, I was forced to take piano lessons. Yeah, that when I was when I was little. Instrument. Yeah, and uh, I did that for a long time and. And uh, and then when I started going to a school that had like a music department, then I played the viola for a long time. Wow! Yeah, I played the viola for a good five years. Yeah, how in was that? Junior high and the beginning of high school, it wasn't bad. It, and um, I had a really great teacher as well. And I think that you know she's one of the people that really motivated me to like improve my playing yeah. and to like kind of you know try to hone in on some of the natural talents that i had of being able to sing and play stuff and pick stuff out by ear she really helped a lot yeah, yeah. she um we would have like a certain thing where oh this song needs a couple of drums or something and then she would say okay well you get to do that and i nice. would get to like beat on the kettle drums for the you know in the orchestra and then it, you know just stuff like that like oh this part this should have a guitar part and then she would be like okay well you get to do that and then i would get to like figure out how to play some yeah. guitar part she really helped me and she actually gave me 
my first guitar. That, wow. te- that teacher, she gave That's me a real a, inspiration. She man. gave me like an acoustic guitar that was, you know, in the classroom, like a Spanish guitar, and that yeah. was that was the first guitar I ever had. And then shortly after, I bought myself electric. I think I was fifteen when I bought an electric guitar for yeah. thirty thirty two dollars thirty three dollars nice yeah. nice yeah that's that's amazing so you should just really encourage you to do any form of music just let's make some noise and and experience different <coughs> instruments she was very strict and she was a very like kind of keen musician but um i was the total teacher's pet and she was like kind of like one of my best friends when i was in junior high she yeah. was just she was there for me man it was cool Awesome. That's, that's amazing. That's, yeah. that's the first person that's, yeah, that I've interviewed. Well, teachers, sort of you know, if you have a really good teacher, you know, they can really kick you in the ass and put you in the right direction if, if you know, they pick up on, like, hey, you know what? You would be good at this. You should yeah. do this. Like, you know. Yeah. So it's that's important. It's important, man. Teachers are the best. And so can you remember Can you remember your first live performance? Um, I mean, as far as in a band band, probably, but yeah. I did a lot of like piano recitals and, yeah, okay. and then we did, you know, we do orchestra gigs and I was playing in a little orchestra quartet and we would play little things. But then once I got a guitar and, you know, and then like the, the punk rock started kind of coming in in my yeah. life, you know, it's like post Iron Maiden, post Motley Crue and all that kind of stuff. And then I heard of like Descendants and. Yeah. You know, some of that kind of like Ramones and you know, the first time I heard a Green Day song and shit like that. Then yeah. that, that thing's kind of changed. And um, I started playing guitar and I had a band in high school and yeah, we played some tiny shows in like, you know. How did, how did those 19, first shows go? 1989. <laughs> oh, it's, you know, it's good fun, man. You're just yeah. kind of hanging out with your friends and and um, bashing through songs that you worked on together. And it was, you know, always loved it. Awesome. And what what were you playing at that point then? Was that I was playing guitar and singing in that yeah. band. Yeah, the, my first band. Cool. So, uh, yeah, from what I've uh, from what I've read, correct me if I'm wrong. I think it, it, the first time you played bass was was with Less Than Jake. Is that that's right? true? I, when Is I that uh, thing? yeah, I moved. Well, so that, I grew up in Miami, and that's where all that happened. And then I moved to Gainesville to go to college. Yeah. And um, so I I had a guitar with me, and I had been playing guitar still because my band had just broke up when I moved. Yeah. But I was actually playing drums. In an all-girl band, not all girl, not all girl. Well, all girl <laughs> except me. And um, and right around that time is when I met Chris. Yeah. At like a party, and he said that he had a band, and then I ac- actually had seen them play because they used to just be a three-piece. Yeah. Uh, Dick was around for like three months before I was in the four months um, before I was in the band, whatever. Yeah. And they played like a three-piece thing, and then, yeah, I he was like, "Well, you should come play," and I came out to practice or whatever but i just brought a guitar because that's all i had yeah. and i just kind of played guitar over the their songs or whatever they were doing and then they were literally they were like you should get a bass so we could kick our bass player out <laughs> and i was like okay deal so i did i bought a 50 dollar fender copy at a pawn shop in gainesville and that that was Big. It was weird for me. Yeah. My sister was the bass player in the right. Family. Okay. My sister had the bass. So guitar you've been exposed to bass. Before yeah, yeah. That and it was just um, not, I, not totally new. <laughs> I had an upright bass for a yeah. little while oh, when well. I was in the orchestra. I was just like, "Hey, take that home, fuck with it, you know, yeah, play yeah. with it." My like I said, my teacher yeah, that's was awesome, and my sister played uh, had an electric bass, and my sister played cello. So you know the yeah, four string yeah, thing, yeah. like it all made sense, you know. Awesome. Yeah, it sounds like you've been completely like <laughs> submerged in music your whole life, um, family and school. It's, yeah, it's a weird thing. Like my mom doesn't play anything, but she loves music, and she always was really encouraging. Um, my grandmother didn't play anything, but she could sing like really on pitch, and like yeah. you know, she could really sing. And then um, my stepdad 
was a vocalist and he had a, you know he took vocal lessons and really knew how to sing really yeah. sing sing and I got a lot of stuff out of him and supposedly my real dad was a musician too and played guitar so it's just <laughs> it's just in my DNA somewhere. yeah yeah it's, it was yeah. meant to be it's, like, it's your <laughs> destiny <laughs> yeah my uncle's band uh, you know it was crazy then you go to the other side my uncle's band was trying to make it happen in the early 80s yeah. in Miami and they had a producer and they were in the studio and I was exposed to all that stuff yeah. when I was like 10 years old awesome so I you got to see the, all that behind the scenes stuff before you even got got to that point yeah I would yeah. see them rehearsing and I saw a couple of shows and I remember going to the studio and seeing all the microphones and all that cool stuff and yeah. I, was, I was always thought well this is where I want to hang out yeah that's, cool. that's for me yeah yeah awesome so I mean you keep yourself incredibly busy music wise so you've got two two other bands that you play with well, I mean, sort of. The rehasher thing has been picking up in the last uh, year or so because um, I got some guys that, you know, play really well and are yeah. motivated to do it. So we've been trying to do it. We're doing our first UK shows here yeah, in yeah. a couple of weeks, which is awesome. First shows ever out of the country. was, was That's cool. Um, the other stuff that I have going on is, uh, it, I have to say, it's more like a studio project kind of stuff. Like okay. With a friend of mine, um, Jen, who lives in Gainesville, and she's in a bunch of bands. And she recently joined that band War on Women, who's doing really well. And um, yeah, her and I have done some songs together. So there's a project called Greenhorn out there yeah. with some songs. But yeah, but, but it's where, mostly where I tried to find some, but I, yeah, it's not um, easy to find. No, I mean it's it's not that easy to find. I think it's on iTunes, but okay. But it was I'll on a very that. small UK label. Yeah, which and, one? Um, uh, they were called Saint November. Okay, I'm not around anymore. It was a few years ago, but it's a uh, kind of like poppy kind of stuff and. I played all the instruments on that, and yeah. Jen and I sang together, so that was fun. But the rehasher thing is, like, you know, um, a, a slight, I would say a little bit more serious than something like that. Like, I really yeah. want to, you know, play shows and, and try to write the best songs that I can. Because you're, you're on like guitar that. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm back to playing guitar and awesome. singing. And it's <laughs> like a three-piece band. It's punk rock, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's great. It's great. Really, I've, I've well, only thanks, discovered man. it about sort of about three months it's ago. Uh, it's, it's yeah, it's brilliant. I it, can't thank stop you, man. To it. It's a little different energy, and it kind of throws me back to that like late '90s punk rock that yeah. I that I really you know really dig and real f feel like I'm a part of it. So it's fun. yeah. So so in terms of like what turned you into other than being like asked to go to the practice for less than Jake, like where what what turned you into that sort of music going from the the sort of classical um, stuff and. You know, I, beyond anything, I I have to say it's Operation Ivy. I mean, that was yeah. the that was the band for me early on that had a ska kind of thing going on that I thought was cool. Uh, you know, I liked a lot of the early Mighty Mighty Boston's. Um, there was a band from California called S Skank and Pickle that kind of was a, kind of a strange sort of eclectic band, but they yeah. definitely had ska elements. But um, y yeah, you know, it's it's weird. Like, I I've always liked reggae. But I, it was kind of a different monster for me yeah. when I heard something like Op Ivy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. They're responsible for a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> man. They broke a lot, a lot of ground. Support. Like, you know, I loved all the early Rancid and whenever, yeah. like, whenever, like, No Effects would have a Scott part or something like that. Like, you know, those, I really love that shit. Yeah. So when you saw. But when we first started doing what we were doing, there wasn't that many bands no. doing it. We were, the Boston's were a big influence at the time. But then we, like, discovered the Suicide Machines and we were like, holy shit, like, we have the same brain like we're yeah. feeling the same kind of energy you know so who did you tour with early like early days oh man we did some shows with a band called against all authority that was from miami and they were like a ska kind of band and we did some shows with skanky pickle but a lot of the early early stuff we were just on our own yeah um just kind of breaking just wherever, ground would, and wherever would take you and yeah, just, yeah, yeah. cool and um, then you, you've also got a studio is that right well yeah you need a place to do all yeah. this working on songs so yeah 
Awesome. And uh, so, yeah, you, you've, I know you, you do some of the Less Than Jake demos and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it's sort of sort of like that. I've done the last few Less Than Jake proper releases right. and, uh, you know, recording them and producing them and stuff like that. But yeah, it's just kind of one of those things. As a musician, you know, you, you get a couple things, get a guitar. Oh, I'm going to get a different amp. And it's like, oh, I wish I could record this. And then you get something. And then it's like, oh, we need a better microphone. And then you get a better microphone. Yeah. And then, you know, I've been adding to the studio and building and swapping out gear now it's it's you know 20 years yeah so i have well, quite a collection crap yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah and i definitely have enough stuff to get some recordings done so it's pretty awesome excellent so that's, that's a whole other beast i guess it's uh more technical rather than just the the straight out creative yeah i mean you got to be able to like troubleshoot and google a little bit but <laughs> you know if I always think it's funny when people are like, oh, I don't know how to plug in my stereo or my TV because yeah. that stuff makes sense to me. And a studio is just a giant home stereo. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just that times 40 or whatever, you know, the channels <laughs> and the wiring and all that shit. So I actually think that's really fun. And yeah. I was lucky. My grandfather was an, an electrician, so I learned how to solder at a very young age. <laughs> and I was always sort of exposed to like, oh, this is how you fix stuff. You yeah. take it apart, you know. That's, that's and you have to have some knowledge like that in the studio. Yeah. yeah, shit breaks. Yeah, so it's cool. Yeah, I've, I've been there. Leads break. Go get like a power <laughs> lead from something. And we're soldering jacks together and stuff. It, Gotta do it, man. It adds to it, doesn't it? Um, so one of your other big passions, oh. Pez. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still pretty into Pez. Yeah. I, um, uh, I don't pursue it as much as I used to. Okay. Um, they make a lot more stuff now too. There's yeah. a lot more Pez out there, uh, on a, like on a yearly release basis. It's hard to so keep up. So I'm not up. trying to keep up. Yeah. yeah. I have a ton of them, and it's super fun. And um, how did that? How I did have no problem Pez? hoarding Pez. You know, it's cool. Yeah. Um, that was that was actually Vinny's fault when I first came to the first Lesson Jake rehearsal. He had some Pez and. It was like this little army of cartoon characters sort of watching this practice, and it got me. It got me kind of hooked on it. The little dispensers. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not about the candy. It's about the dispensers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I believe we had we had a deal when I was messaging you, so I have um have got you, and it's coming up to Christmas. Oh, so the I've Grinch! Got, I've got you. A no Grinch, way, man. Thanks. Somebody just messaged me today, and they were like, "Hey, do you have this yet?" And I don't. <laughs> this is I don't have this, so Good. this will be added to my collection. So it's not about the candy, but there's you know. You've oh, got all right, well, just in case, all right, just to dude. Wait it, you know? Awesome. Well, thanks so. a lot. That rules, man. I got the Grinch. I gotta let him know. All right, I don't need your pez anymore, dude. <laughs> and that's uh, awesome. Thank you. No problem. And uh, Pokemon yeah. Go. Pokemon Go. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen you. You, you see your your Instagram. I know I, it's kind of like you don't it's one of those things that's like I almost don't really want to like tell people about it but you need yeah. friends to play Pokemon yeah. Go it's a network it's a social thing in a way and uh yeah so I got into it about a year ago I wasn't around when the whole craze happened okay. when it first was released so say it's about um, three my, years is it that since it since it first kicked uh, off? It's been two Probably years two right? years two. this summer is like two years two years and change right. since it started but anyway yeah my uh my son was into Pokemon cards for a minute there, and he started playing Go, and I started playing Go, and he's kind of given up on it. He goes through phases. He doesn't touch it at all for months and months yeah. and months, but I kind of got super hooked on it. You're solid all, all yeah. every day. It's cool, man. I mean, yeah. I don't know who out there plays Go that maybe listens, but yeah, you know, it's uh, it satisfies that collector thing, like yeah. the Pez thing, or even like stuff like back to the studio stuff, like microphones. That's like yeah. that's addictive. You're like, oh, that looks like a cool microphone. I was looking at this microphone. 
I'm like, yeah, it's a nice microphone. It's nice, and when you yeah. can hear it, when yeah, you know, <laughs> when it releases, it's, it's nice. So you know, Pokemon kind of satisfies that, and being on tour and traveling, you can kind of you know get out of the bus and walk around the area yeah. and like catch some Pokemon and battle some gyms, and there's it's a whole <laughs> world, you know. It's just, there's yeah, a lot yeah. of stuff going on in there. I'd, I'd say it encourages you to get out and see places, but do you, I don't know how much you'd see because it's well, you know, pretty you're staring at your scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's weird because you know a lot of things like. Um, a statue or you know like a, a um yeah they use a lot of monuments yeah don't they? like as, a monument as, yeah, or like places. a street sign or like stuff that maybe you wouldn't really notice are part of the the elements of pokemon go so yeah. sometimes it is kind of cool and i'm like oh i wouldn't have noticed that thing but yeah, i yeah. saw it because i was playing on go fair so. enough. Fair enough. i stand corrected yeah fair enough <laughs> yeah yeah um so i know your time's pretty precious and no thank worries, you very man. much but i'm gonna ask you a quick quiz if that's okay <coughs> I like quizzes. Cool. So I've got um, I've got ten questions. The answer is either Yorkshire or not Yorkshire. Oh geez, I'm going to be terrible at okay. this. Okay. Well, we'll see. I'm I'm cr- I'm compiling like a uh, a leaderboard, so I'll let you know where you are <laughs> once uh, once I've got I'm a few fail. more. I'm fail so miserably. I'm going to have to ask. I'm going to get Buddy to chime <laughs> in on Yorkshire or not Yorkshire. So. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. So, um, yeah, so basically these are either exclusively just in Yorkshire. That's cool. Uh, microwave's going on. That's fine. Um, yeah, either exclusively in Yorkshire or anywhere else. Okay. Okay? So Yorkshire, not Yorkshire. So to start with, hmm. Welshmen are banned from entering this city before sunrise and must leave before sunset. Is that in Yorkshire or not in Yorkshire? Welshmen. I'm gonna say not. Cause not. I, that, that's it. Seems friendly here. I don't think they would do that. <laughs> Wait till we get down a few more. Jeez, yeah. Geez. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna uh, guess not. Not I'm Yorkshire. Not. Correct. Not your, okay. Chester. Good. Chester. Yeah. So that's a uh, real law. It's a, a bylaw. I yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how much it's enforced, but it still exists. <laughs> um, that's not the strangest one. Um, so it is illegal. <laughs> it's illegal for a public house owner, so somebody that owns a pub. Um, to permit a person to be drunk on his premises. That doesn't sound right. So that's a real thing. Is it Yorkshire or not Yorkshire? That you're not... Uh, if, I mean, if, you, I if you own a pub, you're not allowed to have people be drunk. All right. Well, I'm going to say that's a Yorkshire thing. That sounds That sounds like that could be pop- possible around here. Two for two. That's Yorkshire. Damn, killing it. <laughs> uh, if someone knocks on your door needing to use the toilet, you must let them enter. Yorkshire, not Yorkshire. Yeah, you think so? I'm going to say the same. I'm going to say that that sounds like this kind of, yeah, I think yeah. that's a Yorkshire it's thing. It's a hospitable thing. Yeah. Scotland. 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 That's a real law? It's a, it's a real law, yeah. Got one wrong. Thanks a lot, dude. <laughs> uh, so, it is a... Ill- Aww. <laughs> Sabotage. You really did? <laughs> I don't know you knew Scottish bylaws. <laughs> it's a niche subject. <laughs> so uh, it is legal to murder a Scotsman. Yorkshire, not Yorkshire. No, no, that that's not true at all, is it? You going Yorkshire, not Yorkshire? It's it's true somewhere. Yeah, I'm gonna say not again. Not Yorkshire. This has got to be somewhere else. It's Yorkshire. It's not it far is? from here. It's in York. So there are there are some caveats on this. Yeah, well, it's so long as they are carrying a bow and arrow. <laughs> Man, I thought our country was fucked up. Yeah. You guys got some weird laws on the books, man. Yeah. Uh, nearly halfway, so halfway through. Okay. So I'm doing terrible. I, I, no, I'm at 50%. Right. Yeah, okay. right. 
So it's legal for a male to urinate in public as long as it's on the rear wheel of his motor vehicle and his right hand is touching the vehicle. Yorkshire exclusively, not Yorkshire. I mean, I don't know how. I mean, it's just a guess. I don't know how I would know. Um, use use but that, your, your knowledge of uh, of traveling around. Where does this seem like? So you're allowed to piss. Yeah, I think you're allowed to piss on your. Yeah, let's say Yorkshire yeah. for that one. Okay, it's full UK, anywhere, anywhere. So I was right. Seat. Yeah, yeah. Give you that one. But <laughs> it's uh, any anywhere in the UK. Well, so really? Once you're on the tour, you're good. Interesting. I'll have to keep that in mind. Yeah, make sure you're, that you're urinating one, on the rear wheel. And one hand's right on... Hand. Right hand. Right hand, specific. That is <laughs> fucked up. That is crazy. Yeah. Has to be your own car? Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, you've hired this, so unless you own it, you know, it's yours. Yeah, do, yeah, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in July 2013, a law was passed that states it is illegal for adult children um, not to visit their parents often. And they are also required to attend to their parents' spiritual needs. Yorkshire, not Yorkshire. I'm scared on this one. That seems like that could be Yorkshire style. Yeah. Maybe. China. China? Yeah. It's the spiritual needs bit that gives it away. They're big on the the spiritual. I'm I'm not sure how spiritual Yorkshire is. I saw a couple churches today. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) Just took a guess. Um... So, it is illegal to drive with an uncaged bear. Uh, let's say not Yorkshire. That's got to be somewhere else, like Canada. Missouri. Missouri, yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, so, you got, you're good on that one. Um, a law still exists from the Middle Ages that requires all males over the age of 14 to be trained in shooting a longbow. That sounds like that. that's appropriate. Um, it's probably like in Nottingham. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say yeah. not Yorkshire. Not Yorkshire, full UK. Yeah, full UK. Yeah. Okay, there you go. All right. Uh, last two. So there still exists a law that was instated in the 1800s that states a husband is allowed to beat his wife, but only once a month. <laughs> oh, it's not my. unreasonable. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Uh, still. There. I don't support that at all. So no. I'm gonna say not Yorkshire. Not Yorkshire. You're quite right. Where, where is that? Arkansas. Oh, okay. I'm not surprised. <laughs> See, I told you our country's more fucked up. Yeah. That one needs to change soon. <laughs> and finally, it is illegal to flush a toilet after 10 p.m. Illegal? Yeah. Um, why would that be a regional thing? I have no idea. Um, Let's go back. We'll say that's a Yorkshire law. Yorkshire. Because people are tight, maybe. I don't know. No, Switzerland. Interesting. So I don't know if you've, you know, ever... I'm never going to drink too that, much coffee in yeah. Switzerland Be careful. too late watch in the, the day. Time. Yeah. Watch the time. Watch the time when you're drinking yeah. the liquid. So well, I wonder what time in the morning is considered not after. I know, yeah. yeah. Like when does it loop back around? 6 a.m.? Yeah, yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't know. Sunrise, that. perhaps? I need to do some more research, clearly. Yeah, those are good, though. That. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Cheers, um, man. Thank you. Have a great show, and thank you very much. Will do. So there you go. That was Roger Lima. Thank you very much for listening. Um, I hope it was as enjoyable to listen to as it was for me to go and have a chat with him. Um, I'm sure he gets many, many requests, so I very much appreciated his time and the fact that you know he, he arranged the place for us to meet. And, and it was, yeah, excellent for my part. So, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Next week, um, we will be back as normal and the podcast will continue in a weekly format. 
and I will let you know midweek who my guest is. But it's another cracker, um, another international guest. So, yeah, hopefully you will all enjoy that too. Thank you very much for spending the time with me, and good night.